Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, guys, to a new episode. Um, I'm Jason. I'm joined by my co-hosts, AF and Riaz. Gents, how are we doing? How's the weekend? All good? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, 3-0 win for United, so so I'm I'm, I'm chuffed over here. Uh, but I just saw now that the, the game against Galatasaray tonight might be cancelled, so I don't really know how I'm yeah. feeling in this moment in time. But yeah, other than that, I'm... I'm great. I'm great. How come it's, yeah. it's going to be cancelled? Uh, uh, I don't know. Some pitch issues, it seems. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like apparently the ball's not moving well and something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I had a good weekend, you know. Uh, Premier League was back. And uh, yeah, so it wasn't, I'm not feeling too great at the moment, of course, but... We'll see how it goes. It's not going to get any better, so I guess you know we'll see how it goes. No, that's fair. I mean, we we had spoken, I think maybe it was two or three weeks ago, when we were talking about your upcoming fixture run, and it was bound to be a bit tricky, right? And we we thought, okay, maybe you get something in Villa because then you got City, and then somebody else was a big game. It's another big game. Um, yeah, you've obviously brought it up. <laughs> Let's dive into that Villa game, Highline versus Highline. Um, did you watch it? Because you had also previously said that you're not going to watch any football until Mickey van der Ven comes back. <laughs> Did that stay true? Did you manage to catch highlights? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I'm trying my best to, to you know, to stick to that because it's what I said. So, um, <laughs> I, but I got the highlights. I got, I, like, watched a bit of podcasts about the game, things like yeah. that. Um, and... It was look. We have now officially after the, after that horrendous tackle on on Bentancur, we once again have a whole team of people that are injured and or suspended. So it was bound to happen, uh, unfortunately, because look honestly, if we had eleven starters on the field, I believe that we would still be top of the league right now. Which is crazy to think because at the beginning of the season, people were saying that we weren't going to get the top eight. So to be there, uh, uh, what I did see though today was that we're only two points above United, which scares me slightly. That scares me just a little bit. That's a little bit disappointing. But, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, with all the, yeah, like I said, with all those injuries and things like that, it's, it's, it's been yeah. rough. Like the, even, even with, like, with the Villa game, I, I would expect expected us to win it. With the Wolves game as well, we should have won that game as well. So um, the game itself, I think Ange played, well, his tactics were really good um, from what I understand. He played Kulusevski. So we started Brian, Kulusevski and Tronson, which was interesting. And Kulusevski is the one who played the Madison role. So he was basically the 10 and he played really well. There. He held onto the ball a bit too much, I think, for my liking. Uh, but he did, did really, really well. We should have, it was a crazy first what, 10 minutes? There should have been like six yeah. goals that went in from both sides. And yeah. we didn't take a chances at the end of the day. I think that was the main problem because after that, once, because we had like, I don't know, someone scored three offside goals. Gulisevsky um, hit the bar in the first couple of minutes. So not taking the chances, I think, is what cost us because Villa's a class team. Like they've been playing really, really well. 
uh, over the course of the season. This whole year, I mean, Emery's got them playing really, really good football. Ollie Watkins is one of the best strikers in the league at this moment in time. Obviously, we discount Highland. So basically, he's the be- Ollie Watkins is the best striker in the world. I mean, in the Premier League. So um, I think that they, their team was really, really good. I think to, to have played so well with the injuries that we've had against a team like Villa gives us a good showing. But the problem is that, the problem is that unfortunately, I think that we have to try and get a result in these games. The Wolves game, yeah. we should have won. And this game, we should have won. At least the draw. So yeah. I think Ange needs to, needs to kind of come with... A, a, a sort of a plan for game management, which is, I think, what we're lacking at the moment. With, like I said, with 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 the with the first team players out, it's it's a bit difficult. But still, the whole squad should be behind or know what to do in specific areas of the game. Know yeah. when to press, when not to press, when to lay, uh, when to keep the, the 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 line low. Which is not how we want to play, but at some points in time, it's necessary for the game. So I think that's yeah. the, the one thing that we need to adapt to. And Ange won't do it, but I think that's important yeah. because either it's going to cost us points at the end of the day. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, sometimes he can be his own worst enemy, right? Yeah. Um, the, the fact that he started the game with four fullbacks um, <laughs> across the back four, it's, that, it's a bit weird. I mean, you have Eric Dyer. Yeah. I, I know we don't have a, a soft spot for, for Eric Dyer, uh, Riaz. Um, but I mean, he's he's a centre back. He's he's solid, and I mean, yeah. compared to uh, the having a fullback right down the spine, um, that makes a huge difference. And you could see there, there were moments that it, it, it looked a bit weird. It, like they they looked uncomfortable in that position because that's yeah. it's going it's going out of their comfort zone and. Um, at the end, like they probably trained um, with this formation for for a few days because they knew what was coming, but I don't think Ange will try to experiment like this again. Um, I don't know if I agree. I agree and I disagree with, with what you're saying because it, it did, did look a bit uncomfortable. Um, and you know, Emerson is not really tr- uh, that much trustworthy, um, but he's, he's, he's been proving, he's proving himself, right? He, he trains hard uh, on all accounts. And, but like you said, they're not, they aren't centre-backs, right? They're four full-backs in the back line. And however, I do think that that's how Ange wants to play. Because if you look at it, the, I can't remember the second goal uh, or, or the first goal. Who scored the first goal? Uh, I can't remember. But uh, Watkins' what, what second goal, it didn't come from a play in behind. It came from in front of them, which is um, yeah. what a centre-back is supposed to do. So we, we were caught lacking there. But no no goals came in from, from us playing the high line, which is yeah. what Ange wants. So he wants the four full-backs in the back line to be able to stop um, balls going through and people beating the press, things like that. So in that in that sense it worked, but in another sense where we need a centre back to command the position and be able to uh, stop balls from block at least block the the shots that are coming in, yeah. it, yeah. it unfortunately didn't work for us. So yeah. it's positives and negatives how how we want to play. But uh, like I said, I think the the game management at the end of the day is 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 what's called for because Emerson is good on the ball. I think that's what he wants as well uh, because the, yeah. the the two centre backs play a lot of passes to each other. So I yeah. think that's why he preferred Royale over Dyer, and obviously the pace is the other thing. But I think yeah, I think he will. He will. He. It seems like he's stubborn. 
it does seem like he's stubborn. So I think he will continue with with this, whether it's to our detriment or whether we don't know technically if Dyer is going to be worse or better for the system. Yeah. But apparently he's, he's spoken to Dyer and he's told Dyer, look, it's kind of hard for you, really. Um, you're not really going to play uh, very much. Uh, but and Romero is back after this week, so hopefully that helps us somewhat. But that tackle from from Matty Kerr, I'm st- I still can't get over it to be honest with you. Like it's a perfect, it's a perfect injury yellow card tackle. Like it's a shocking tackle. It's not a red, but I mean it's a shocking tackle. And now Bentancur is injured for another two and a half months. Poor guy. Like that breaks my heart. Yeah. It's it's almost strange, right? Because it was a Christian Romero tackle. <laughs> it yeah. was well, what Romero does almost every game. Just he's maybe not getting on the end where he injures somebody for like two and a half months. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's also, it couldn't have happened to a, a better or like, it couldn't have happened to somebody who just come back. Like if it was somebody who's been playing consistently, maybe he's able to shake it off. But I think Bentancur is a bit more fragile now with all of his recent yeah. injuries. So that one just comes and it's like, yeah, it's it's not something that we want to see. I think it's just one of those go hard and then you unfortunately injure somebody for two and a half months. Messed up our game. Like he, he, yeah. he, he's so important to, to the way that, that like, well, yeah. he's been important for us since last year. He's been our best player yeah. on the field for since he got there. So... Yes. I mean, for him to have gone uh, so early in the game as well, I think that also kind of yeah. messed us up quite a bit. Because then didn't Hoiberg come on, eh? Hoiberg, yeah. like, literally, and then it's like, eh, I've, uh, I think uh, the yeah, you, you have to study that, man, because I didn't think he was as bad as he is this season, last season. Like, I think last season he was okay. Like, he, he was decent. He was somebody who did what he needed to do. But now it's like, it seems like the, the simple things seem to be stumping him. You know, a little bit of passing here, a little bit of covering here, and suddenly he just looks out of depth. But I think that that can go down to confidence as well. I mean, yeah. last season yeah. he he was he was playing a lot of football. He, he, was, was, number, yeah. he was the number one midfielder in the team. Yeah. Exactly. So, so rhythm is out like there. okay, Ange doesn't really see him there. He's going to be chilling on the bench most day, most game days, and I mean that can, uh, Jason, you 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 know like that that can yeah. affect your confidence so much. Yeah, so sure. that when you actually get your chance, then you're not really going to take it because yeah. uh, you're doubting yourself. Yeah, and he's no, and it says sure. something that that, that that he's the best the best sub that we have on the bench. Like our bench is shocking at the moment. Yeah, that's really really sad, Trent. No, I I mean, look, I'm I'm thinking about that game and I'd watched a bit of it. Um, I thought La Salsa looked like he's been playing for quite some time for somebody who hasn't really gotten game time. I think he looked very good uh, in the whole circumstance of it all. And then Brian Gill as well, also somebody who looked very exciting, looked very enterprising. Um, I think legs just gave in towards the start of like second half, you know, midway through second half, then it just looked like he was just out of it. But I think anytime he got the ball, he looked lively. And I think he provided Son with enough opportunities. If only, like, I think Son was very unlucky to not finish that game with like a brace at least. And maybe Spurs don't even lose the game. Because it's just like, Fine margins, eh? he's off yeah. by like this yeah. millimeter, or there's somebody off in the build up, and he just on the end of it, he like doesn't get the goal. But yeah, I think it's now just either going to persevere with what's happening right now and stick to the system, which in, in the ones in the one 
sort of avenue, I appreciate that, that he's not losing his models and game setup, but also then going back to game management, it's like, okay, if it's not going to work, then what is the plan B? Like, I mean, Unai Emery used to do that at Arsenal. He had like four or five different game plans, and I don't think any of the players knew what it was. <laughs> you would change system so often that I think you confuse players. Um so yeah, no, it's going to be a nice, interesting time. Let's just park it there. Let's. I think this this weekend is going to be the, the yeah. well, not the litmus test, but like we'll we'll exactly see how how much that he can get past us, and then we'll see what happens because it's going to might be ugly. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I I just quickly before we come back to that City Spurs game, I have started in the intro talking about a nice, comfortable win against Everton. Was it comfortable? <laughs> Was it? Um, was it a good game? Obviously, did we you, have a discussion. I, I, I feel like I, I just said it was a nice. I think it's a good win. win. I think it's a I good win. I said it was a nice, a nice three 0 win. But it's what Jason is right. It did yeah. sound kind of like that. <laughs> it seems like you know, a um, good win. I, I, I think. Um, yeah. I think it's all down to the fact that I don't think we've had a margin that big away from home in. I think they said one and a half years or so. Jeez. It's um, about the margin. So yeah, yeah. The, the fact that we actually have, uh, I think we have a positive goal difference now, or we might just that be zero on the like on the dot. <laughs> like we we're not negative anymore. Um, so that's 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 pleasing. Uh, making some some tiny strides forward. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the the football they didn't look bad. Like I mean, I'm gonna go back again to our, our last conversation about Marcus Rashford. And yeah. you got a goal. It was a, a sympathy penalty. You got a uh, goal. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Ala, uh, Kai Havertz, remember that that sympathy penalty that you got uh, a few weeks ago? And, and now the guy scored, eh? scored, scored the winner. Was the that now, no? Bruno's the captain now the season because he gave yeah, yeah, yeah. penalty. And, and a couple of weeks ago, they were, were getting uh, the Odegaard for giving it to Havertz. That's double standard. Yeah. Eh? It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but yeah, like other than that, like Rashford still, he looked off the pace. He tried yeah. taking on three, four people. He still couldn't get past them. Um, he tried squaring balls, just wasn't finding its intended target. Yeah. And um, so, yes, he, he's on the score sheet. He, he, he got a goal. But uh, is, it, is it an improvement, uh, improvement on his performance? No. Uh, he still needs to pull up, uh, pull up his socks and... Just try yeah. to to work a bit harder. Try to find that confidence again. Um, yeah. But hopefully, the like him just like finding the net at least just uh, reignites something within himself, and uh, he gets to just like push on. Uh, I'm hopeful, like from a United fan point of view, uh, yeah. I'm hopeful that happens. Uh, but other than that, I think um, if a, a lot of the other players they were quite tidy. Um, okay. and, I didn't. I didn't watch yeah. the Alka get on. As a as a starting striker, I I don't, I, I don't think he played bad, eh? Uh, yeah. He looked he looked good. He looked ang- angry, but guys, Alejandro Garnacho, wow! Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, how how, how did you forget about that? What a that was sublime. That, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is goal of the season. Like you, you don't even have to I'll look at that. any of any of the other goals this season. Like uh, no matter what people do for the rest of the season. Nothing is yeah. beating that. He's he's got the push cast in his pocket already. Um, yeah, amazing. 
That's fair. It was a great goal. It was well, not even great. Yeah, I'm understanding it. 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 was amazing. Yeah. I think maybe if we're talking about Puskas, we're going to talk about Havertz's goal against Brentford and then maybe the Nacho's one. Um, just for, for the sure meaning of Havertz scoring, finally. Because he um, actually scored a goal. Yeah, and it wasn't a sympathy penalty. Um, <laughs> AF, just to like touch on what you were saying, you, you were saying all of the guys were very tidy, or most of them at least. We or I'm going to highlight two players, so... Maguire <laughs> back in and I think there's a crazy stat where I don't think you guys have lost like 10 out of 11 games when he starts or like something crazy like that um, which is mental yeah. when I actually heard it because why was he sitting on the bench? Okay, we obviously know why he was sitting on the bench but anyway um, and then also just to give a shout out to 18 year old minor uh, 17, 17 18 well, either, either way, way. Either way. Either either way. Yeah. Um, what a performance. And it's it's not to hype him up over what he should be hype. I think he had done very well. I think going to Goodison Park is very difficult for any player, um, especially going after with a week that Everton had. So you're expecting a fiery contest and he just looked very assured. Um, so not to put too much pressure on him, but are we seeing something that could possibly blossom into maybe a holding midfielder that Man United's been lacking recently? What What are your thoughts on his overall performance and just what the future holds for him? Now that his performance was, it was so mature. It was extremely mature for, from yeah. such a young player. And yeah. he, looked, he looked so solid and at mm. times he read the players better than the experienced players. Um, okay. That goal line clearance uh, yeah. that, that you made um, it's like yeah, he knew it's the of mind to actually go. Yeah, just exactly. to keep going. He like where to track the ball. Um, I mean, from, from from a youngster to do that, to have that peace of mind, to have that awareness. Um, I mean, it can only mean one thing: that the guy has the potential to go all the way. And when things like that happen, you get a bit scared because then the Real Madrid's and the Barcelona's they yeah, all sure. come into the mix and. Then you'll find the the rumors of like Real Madrid want to make a a hundred more bid for for Kobe Mainu and um, so it, like you you tend to get a bit scared about th about things like that. I mean, the last time we had a talent a, a great talent like this in our midfield was Paul Pogba, and we know yeah. how that ended up because he he chased yeah. money instead. Um, he's he didn't fulfill his potential as much as we all thought he would. But um, hopefully it's, it, it pans out differently for, for Kobe and he stays with us for the entirety of his career. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if you have that sort of loyalty in any of the players nowadays. Um, but yeah, I, I was just million. looking at it. It's, it's not like he did anything special, right? He was just completing passes, covering space, doing what you would want from him. But yeah, at the, at the level of efficiency that maybe you haven't seen in that midfield area. Like, I mean, to take nothing away from Casimiro, who's obviously a world beater, you know, five times, but he looked like he was maybe, he was exposed a bit and he was run a bit into the ground. So recently he's looked a bit poor. So to suddenly have that, it's almost like a better fish. And I think it instilled quite a bit of confidence in that midfield three as well. So you had Bruno who was dropping deep, able to pick some of those long range passes. You know, you had Scott who just then took on that, 
breakdown play role and then just moving it around. And I think it really gave confidence to that front three as well, which is what we see. Because I think it was the first time that the front three all scored. And okay, maybe it's the first time that the front three played together. But I mean, you had a Ganache, you had a Marshall, you had a Rashford goal. And I think that's what you're expecting from your front three and not them having to track back and do more of the defensive duties and not actually have time to attack. So I think it was good. Um, if this game is possibly called off this evening, we then go straight into a big game against Newcastle. What are your thoughts on that? Just to like preview that, obviously, they, they come off a very dubious decision last night um, and yeah, really flipped that group of death on its head now. Um, what are you expecting from Newcastle after last night? If you just want to touch on that, if you manage to catch that, that that penalty incident, and then just yeah, what are we expecting for this game coming up? Yeah, so like I I watched I watched the game last night, and I mean Newcastle almost had it in the bag. That yeah. penalty decision came in yeah. what the ninety seventh minute, ninety eighth minute. Yeah, yeah um, something like. So it was it was right right at the end, and um. Newcastle, they literally played with 11 men last night. The bench were was basically the, the reserve side uh, along with uh, Paul Dummett and yeah. uh, Lewis Hall. Uh, so it's not like they had any experience over there. And yeah. the, the players were running themselves into the ground. They defended with like their lives were on the line. And it was a really good like performance from them. Um, yeah. So to see them consider a penalty that I, I'm just going to come out and say it's ridiculous. It was a disgusting, ridiculous decision. And then UEFA comes out afterwards to say that, oh, that penalty shouldn't have been given. Oh, did they say that? Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, came up with the, they came up with the statement. So, I mean, uh, we've, we've seen that so many times this season. We... Yeah. The authorities will come out afterwards to say, oh, this actually shouldn't have happened. But when are they yeah. actually going to take action in situations like that and be like, okay, this shouldn't have happened, but we'll do this for you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's the it's the referees. The, the officials are the ones that's making these mistakes. They should be held accountable. And the teams should re- receive something as a sort of a reimbursement. Because yeah. last night's result has the... Basically, it's the difference between Newcastle going through to the next round of the Champions League and yeah. getting knocked out, and might, they might not even make the Europa League anymore. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot on the line for Newcastle, and yeah, I I, I don't agree with it. It's it's a, a completely rubbish decision, in my opinion. Because did you catch any of that? I mean. Yeah, I watched most of the game. I was switching yeah. between the City game and, and the Newcastle game. And, I mean, exactly what he said is right. All 11 players put their hearts out on the field. Yeah. Um, they actually played... I watched the first half. I watched the whole first half. And they actually... Honestly, they, they, were, they were playing better than PSG in the first half. Yeah. They, 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 they were better than them. Uh, they scored the goal. And then second half was more about game management. They protected the box. And... Uh, another, if we're going to talk about Mainu, we have to talk about what's the fella's name? Uh, Miley. 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 Yeah, also, yeah. very, very good youngster. Um, he looks like he's about 12, but plays mm. really, really maturely. And I think, but I think that's down mostly, not mostly, but like it's a lot down to the coach and the manager who, because yeah. you can see in Newcastle, they, 
they have a really good structure when they play and yeah. everybody knows where they have to be at what point when to press or uh, what yeah. runs to make all of that stuff so um it's it's crazy to see how he just slots into that team in a very important place as well in the midfield where yeah. um where it's super important to be on it all the time and he just came in and, and he just fits into the the systems uh, very very well so that was really impressive and i mean the the champions league is a place where we sort of know better that or what a handball is supposed to be because yeah. they say at least at the well, at least I'm, i could be i could be wrong but i think that they say that if the ball first comes off any part of your body and then it's and it's not a handball i think yeah. that's yeah. that's the case yeah that's and little. i mean how how does that then go how did the, first of all the referee did not give it right the referee made the right call he did not give the penalty yeah. he carried on the game how as a var official do you see that and tell the referee he needs to go and look at the screen that yeah. makes no sense to me and that was the first time in the champions league anyway there's been loads in the premier league which is ridiculous yeah. but that's the first time in the champions league we have seen that it's been such a like a, a, a actual wrong wrong unsubjectively wrong decision yeah. Yeah, and that's disgraceful. Like, 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 like AFC. That's it's 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 it costs them a place because that would have confirmed, well, more than conf well, almost confirmed them to go through. Now they yeah. two points off, and they have that they have to hope that other other results go their way. Yeah. and yeah. that's unacceptable. Really, it's it's really really bad. Um, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Newcastle. Played an amazing amazing game. Deserved the, deserved the three points, even though they were under the yeah. cot for most of the second half. Now it does bode for interesting final game week because I think it's only Dortmund now that's almost outright secured. No, they, as, are, they are. I think they just need a draw. I think Dortmund yeah, just need yeah, a draw. Yeah. And you'll, you'll have PSG, AC, and Newcastle all competing for a result. So it, it's, I mean, at that time of the game, I think if that thing happens, maybe like in the 50th minute, maybe it's not even given. But you, you now yeah. have this opportunity to make a very important call and it can influence a lot more you know i mean what is the headlines if, if psg don't make it out of that, that group i mean yo, the oil price goes up um everything goes and it's like newcastle that actually knocks them out eh? <laughs> so that would be interesting um it's similar yeah. to that city controversy that you were talking about the other week yeah you know look i i don't want to seem like i'm this nut that just likes conspiracies no, no. But I'm just sometimes saying, you know, I agree with you. Crumbs, you know? yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to follow the breadcrumbs and sometimes you have to follow the oil leaks and see where it runs to, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a big game. Um, AF, what are we predicting the main issues would be? I mean, obviously, listening to you guys now, we, we're talking about Newcastle being a very depleted side and we have yeah. Man United coming with a lot of confidence. I think it's only a point that separates you. So this is literally for who cements their spot. I think if I'm not mistaken, you guys on 24, they have 23. Um, yeah, where is this game going to be won? And so, so, so I think, I, I don't think United should be taking this lightly. Uh, the fact yeah. that they have a depleted squad, um, the fact that they use the, all the, the entire first 11 to play a full 90, that's something that United might be, okay, the legs might be uh, uh, like a, a bit like ragged, like they, they ran, ran themselves yeah. into the ground. They might be looking yeah. at that. 
but um, I don't think that they should take them lightly. We had last weekend Chelsea going up against Newcastle, and yeah. Newcastle just made like they they made yeah. Chelsea look like so yeah. amateur. At at one point, it was like boys versus men, um, yeah. and. United, Eric Ten Hag needs to be very careful about how he sets his team up here because, as we saw last night, Newcastle are extremely good on the press. Um, they close they close players down very very quickly, so you can't afford to take a lot of time. Um, so I feel like somebody like uh, Scott McTominay sometimes yeah. he takes a bit too long on the ball. Newcastle okay. will take advantage of that very very quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Conacho because in terms of him coming off that wonder goal last weekend, um, yeah. we'll be able to see how he deals with that sort of fame, if I can put mm. it like that, um, yeah. if it's going to go to his head, uh, if it's going to give him extra confidence. Uh, but I think uh, an important player for, for Saturday will be Bruno Fernandes. Uh, okay. I would be hopeful that he's going to be important because uh, this will be able to see that, see how he's coming off that leadership role from last weekend. Uh, try to rally yeah. to try, try to keep that momentum going, going, and yeah. just try to to ensure that they that they do the the simple things and to be tidy. Like I said before, I think yeah. Harry Maguire has the potential to be really important as well. Um, yeah. And I don't know if Hoyland will come straight back in. I think Marcel earned himself another start uh, yeah. for this weekend. Um, but yeah, from from a United perspective, I think those are going to be the important areas. Uh, Bruno Gimenez from um, from Newcastle, he's yeah. always uh, a, a huge cog in their machine. So yeah. I, I think whatever is going to happen over there, it will come from him, Anthony Gordon, and the the rest will will just like play around those two. Yeah. No, it will be a good game. I think Bruno, both uh, both Brunos are quite an influential role in their team. Uh, I think Bruno G, he's maybe I think of late he's getting a bit too involved in the the scuffles. And I mean, this is just me seeing things on like X and then watching a bit of the highlights. I, I think he he gets into the heat of the of the actual moment, so that might be something that you can maybe play on. I think Bruno Fernandez uh, <laughs> could possibly play onto that because he uh, yeah. he would have that that little bit in him, you know, that will just want to taunt somebody. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. I think it's a it's an interesting game because you have. Maguire who's coming to form, but you've also got Isak, who's a very tricky striker to handle. Um, yeah. I think he's so good. He occupies space while he can run, he can dribble, he can finish. He is a full package. And then on the other hand, you have Martial, who's been in the game for long enough now, so he'll provide quite a bit of a challenge. So it's, I think it's evenly matched all the way through. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be pretty good. Riaz, do you have anything from a neutral perspective there? Who played? Who played left back for United last week? Luke Shaw made his return. Oh, he's back. Luke Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, and where is this game being played? St James Park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be a nice. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's gonna be crazy. It's unfortunate that Newcastle yeah, played sure. that game last night. To be honest, 
Um, I'm sad about that because mm. I think that if they didn't play last night, they would have destroyed United. I'll be honest. Um, I think that they would have come okay. out guns blazing, and yeah, they would have found him out because the wingers currently are like Gordon and Almiron. Almiron. They are playing really, really well. Yeah. So I think that they would have given the back line a bit of trouble, but the fact that Shaw is back maybe makes a bit of a difference. And obviously that they run that, that they ran so much last night. I think it's going to be tough for them to actually get a result against a United team that's on the up, I'll say. So yeah. I think that the Marcus Rashford situation is going to be important. Did Rashford play off the right then and Garnacho off the left? Yeah. Odd. I don't like really Rashford on the right, but if it works, if uh, Garnacho has to, has to start. So I guess that yeah. that works that way. But uh, yeah, AF's right. In the, in the midfield, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if he if he starts Manu again as well. Um, so yeah. that that I'd be surprised if he doesn't. True. Mm. So so that 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 the battle between the two youngsters will be interesting as well to see. And yeah. of course, my man, my man Joe Linton, my favorite midfielder in the mm. league, um, <laughs> the dog that he is. That, um, that dude think... is probably the most versatile player in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. He is amazing. He as a striker from Offenham. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's like a box-to-box midfielder. He Yo, was a striker, great. then they played him on the wing, and now he's mm. a box-to-box midfielder. It's crazy. Um, he's just got all of it. And he was a failed striker and a failed winger. But yeah. um, now he's, he's an amazing player, to be honest. And yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a good game to watch. And it's an interesting time as well. Uh, 10 p.m. Mm. on a weekend. That's, yeah. uh, that's the difference. So, yeah. I'm excited for it to be honest. No, that's good, man. Um, yeah, so just to pivot back to we had always talked about Spurs, we had spoken about City, and I mean City in the imperious nature, you know, they're just free flowing at this moment in time. I mean, last night they went down 2-0 and still managed to get that 3-2 win. Looking forward to your game, Riaz, which I think if I'm not mistaken, is on Sunday, uh yeah. last game of the weekend. Um are you quietly optimistic, knowing that Spurs have been somewhat of an Achilles heel in Man City's? If it was maybe Pochettino coaching there, perhaps. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that game then? I mean, are you just going to shake the head and say, "Nah, it's not"? You <laughs> didn't even wait for you to finish your sentence. <laughs> yeah, he's like giving me his answer immediately. I think I was still trying to be optimistic about the question. I appreciate yeah, so that. I do. <laughs> I, I appreciate the optimism, but. Look, with like, if if we had come off, um, if we had come off this past two games with wins, the Villa game yeah. and the Wolves game, and we still had all of our players there that we started yeah. the season with, if we had all of our players there and we won, the, uh, or at least we we won and drew the last was if we didn't lose either of the last yeah. two games, then I would have told you I was slightly optimistic, just a little bit. Slightly optimistic, but we have no players. We have no bench. We have a coach who only wants to play a specific way. And against City, we will get punished. At, we like we're not going to keep a clean sheet. That yeah. goes without say. So yeah. I think where we're we playing. Let me check. Are we play. Are we only playing at the Etihad. So yeah. uh, I mean, it's all downhill from there. There's no. There's no ups uh, at the moment. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> It's going to be really, really tough for for if, if we get a result, it will be. Uh, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know how we're going to get it. But if we get it, it will be. It will be a miracle, to be honest. I'm not sure who starts even in in the game. 
yeah. I think you'll he, he has to start with the same back four. And mm. like we were saying earlier, the back four is sus bonanza. Like, I mean, Emerson Royale as a center back is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, and now no, no Bentham could again. Webia is going to need to start. And that's also bad. I don't know if size is going to be back either. So, yeah. the, 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 the one bright spark is we attack really, really well. Like, our, yeah. our fluidity going forward is mm. unbelievable. Like, one of the best in the league, I'll, like I'll say. Like, our, our cohesion going forward is, is amazing. Like, I don't know how yeah. we do it, to be honest. I, I have no idea. Compared to last season where we had no attack whatsoever. We just yeah. gave a ball to Harry Kane and hoped for the best. Um, this season, we've, we've been playing really, really well. Our cohesion going forward is really, really good. It's just going uh, on the defense, it's going to be really, really shocking. I think that Thailand will score. I think that the Jeremy Doku is going to give Pedro Porto a ton of time. Yes. And uh, it's, I, don't, I don't have any optimism. I hope for the best, obviously, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to watch the game once again, but uh, can, I, can't, I, can't, I can't watch this game. Can, can we talk about how good Pedro, Pedro Porto has been moving forward, though? His attacking stats are exactly yeah. quite good. Um, dudes in the assist column, like quite a, quite yeah. often, and he's nicked a, a goal or so as well. Um, but just back to to the city again. Um, I saw I saw it. I, I think I watched a TikTok last week sometime where somebody called Spurs's high line the Ange line, and um, I think that's going to be that's going to be, that's going to come into question a lot on yeah. Sunday. I feel yeah. like Haaland is he's just going to set up picnic over there off yeah. the shoulder of that last last defender. He knows how high they're playing. And I yeah. think the the instruction from Pep will just be play Haaland in. He's going yeah. to be setting camp over there and he's going to just try to run these oaks. Like he's going to play that offside. And yeah. he'll probably be called offside a, a few times. But I think it's going to be very, very dangerous for Ange to play that high of a line against City. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, just as you, as you were saying that, like it, it just popped into my brain and things like that. As, as you were talking, I kind of realized how little City actually do that. They never play like that ever. Actually, yeah. they never give Highland the, the, the through balls. They never make runs through. Yeah. So yeah. maybe by some luck. We'll be able to keep them out. Well, we'll be able to keep yeah. Island out. The, the problem is going to be when when they run through the sides. Obviously, that's going to be yeah. the main problem. But um, hopefully, they will. People will just be like, "Look, this is how you guys play. You play to feet. You don't play in behind, and just yeah. to be able the, to keep it in front of us somehow." The thing is, if you're playing, if you're playing four full back full backs uh, across your your defense, somebody like Pep Guardiola is going to notice that, and he's yeah. going to try to play on that. Um, yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, and it, it could be that, like, okay, they're going to keep on playing the normal carpet football, tiki-taka, yeah. through the wings, and just, like, try to square the wall. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's something that you might end up noticing. It's going to be interesting to see who has the most position in the game. Like, how, how we play positional-wise, because we've been mm. trying to play with a lot of position as much as we can. We press really high, so it's going to be really interesting to see yeah. the position stats after the game. I think the the high line hasn't worked, or those through balls haven't worked since De Bruyne's been out. I think they've had to change their old style because I mean De Bruyne can pick a pass from from very deep, 
Yeah. The inverted fullbacks that they have now is very different to maybe like having a John Stones coming inside or even when Zinchenko was there, who could see that 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 passing. Now it's like, okay, get into Foden's feet and Foden plays Doku, Doku runs, he then cuts it back, takes it on. Yeah, literally, I think that that's a thing. Um, I think the best possible plan is probably to try and emulate Liverpool's game plan, which is just sit, sit, mm-hmm. and then get somebody wide. And I'm not sure who the wide is going to be. So, I mean, Kulusevski did very well coming through that, that middle channel, playing that Madison role, like you had mentioned. Um, I mean, you possibly have Brennan Johnson, who is very quick and who can definitely get behind. But it's just, do you have the players to firstly spot the run and then to execute the a pass to actually break that that line because I think Liverpool had a few chances where they they created one v ones, two v twos, even two v ones in like certain instances where they stretched them. Because City, I think teams have shown now that City are beatable. It's just you get one or two chances, and if you're yeah, able to yeah, take yeah, that chance, the game, yeah, that's the thing. So I think they've they've been giving up more chances recently, and it's just whether you are clinical enough to finish them off. Um, and like you had mentioned, I think Spurs are attacking really good. I think that's a facet of the game that's nailed down. The The principles of attack are so fine-tuned that it's it's not really a matter of who's in that front three. It's just, okay, we're going to get it into this space. I'm going to cross it into this area. You need to be there. And then, yeah, so I think it will be a good game. Um, if if Wadiel starts, then Sp- I, I, I assume Spurs... Um, have- Spurs- Spurs will be targeting him. Yeah. Um. I I watched the highlights of the the City game from last night. Um. Yeah. He looked quite shocking again. Um. Yeah. So he's not doing himself any favors. But didn't but if he does start, Diaz I... the for for the two goals? I mean, Diaz also got like I yeah. think it was yeah. open yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, like, then I mean, you we, take those we, we know... in a yeah, we we know Diaz's quality already, whereas Vardio hasn't really proved himself in a city shirt yet. So yeah. it's like he, he hasn't really had like he hasn't strung like two, three, four good games after each other. He's yeah a bit inconsistent and he's had yeah. more bad games than good games. If I can yeah, but they're playing way. him out of position, so you need to give him a bit of time to yeah. get used to the system and things like that. Like John Stones when he came there was not great still because yeah. he was yeah, as yeah, good yeah, as but... he was at Everton. But I mean, yeah. like that—that's—that's that's beside my point. Like, I mean, the—the the fact that like he's in this form currently, if he does start, then I assume he'd be the 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 point of target um, in in the city defense for for yeah. Spurs. Um, but yeah, I I think it's going to be a great match. Uh, even even though Spurs has all these injuries, um, yeah. just the fact that they keep on attacking that makes me take the popcorn out. <laughs> That yeah, makes me stress. Sure. 100%. <laughs> and that's exciting Ange football. Um, yeah. Jen, let's just nail down predictions quickly before we uh, wrap it up. So as we are talking about City Spurs, um, Riaz, what are you feeling? What is your prediction for this game? I'm hoping that we get one goal. And okay. <laughs> that is what I'm hoping for. Over 0.5. <laughs> Betting odds, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we get one goal so that it can end 3-1 or 4-1. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he's going 3-1, 4-1. AF, what you got for That's us? to City, um, by the way. Yeah, okay, okay. Thank you just, for... Just to make sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a 2-1 with a City. I, 
I don't think that they're going to run away with it. I think it's it's going to be tighter than what we think. Uh, okay. Just watch how it backfires on me now, and then it becomes a gold face on 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 Sunday. But yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's going to be a two one to City. Um, it's not going to be uh, as open as he has things. But yeah, yeah I, I I just hope for entertaining entertaining football as as a neutral yeah. fan. For sure, for sure. Um, look, and just stated in many interviews that he's just trying to copy Pep, mate. So <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be a nice free-flowing game. I think Spurs will be up for it for a bit. I don't think they match City the whole game. Um, I'm going with, yeah, like a 3 or 4 one City as well. It's going to be a a nightmare on Etihad Street. It's going to be I some sort of... I appreciate giving us the goal. I appreciate no, no, of course, because City have one of those little blunders in them, and that's the thing. They they're not as efficient, and yeah, I think there's definitely opportunities to score. It's just like I said, whether you guys are going to be clinical in the one chance you get, and then whether you're not going to give it up. But I think if you're going to start Emerson Royale and Ben Davis mm-hmm. against Haaland, um, yeah, it's it could be. It could either be the best defensive performance ever, or it's going to be a Highland masterclass, and it's going to be wrapped up before halftime. Would um, would that even be classif- classified as a masterclass, though? Why, if they <laughs> is handling Erling Haaland? No, <laughs> oh. if if Erling Haaland is doing the business against somebody like Emerson Royale playing centre back, I don't think oh, that's no, classified no. as a world class. That's just expected. <laughs> no, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it was defensive masterclass. If Ben Davis and Emerson Royal keep Ireland out of the goals, okay. But if it's just business as usual, then it's Ireland too, maybe with an assist or it's Ireland hat trick and just like with that mean mug. Um, must just stop Nathan Acker at all costs. That guy has been on some yeah, sort that of. Guy's a trick, yeah, that guy's. He has something to say almost every game now. Um, <laughs> yeah, if. Jumping back to the United Newcastle game, what is your prediction for that one, Paul? I am going with a two-one United, um, okay. merely because Newcastle are a bit depleted, and yeah. I think United might just take advantage of that and and nick it away from home. No, that's decent. Yes, I. I thought Chelsea were going to go do something. So I got burnt there. Uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to get burnt again. I'm for once in my life, I'm going to agree with AF and I'm going to say 2-1 United. I'm going to go with the same score. In fact, I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0 United. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think, I think Newcastle's best strength is how quickly they attack you from the start. So if United would stand that, Good game. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be... I think it's going to be a draw, actually. So, I'm thinking 2-2. I think both teams can score. Both teams can also defend. But in the same breath, they also can concede. So, um, yeah, I think Man United would be up for it, obviously, in recent form. And because Newcastle also depleted. But Newcastle are up for any game that they play at home. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The, crowd, the crowd is just yeah. ridiculous. That's the, look, it's look, the most look. massive aspect. Yeah, if if Newcastle aren't getting any players back from injury before this weekend, um, yeah. and like we saw last night, that those last twenty minutes it was that was like vital. You could see that Newcastle's players' legs giving in so many times, yeah. Yeah. and over the weekend that's going to be 
It's going to be a crucial time. If they're playing with yeah. the same 11 players, they'll probably swap out Lewis Hall uh, for somebody yeah. and uh, yeah. just like give give somebody a break. But I mean, yeah. the, the core is still going to be the exact exactly the same. And yeah. the last like 20, 25 minutes is going to be very crucial. And United has a full bench um, to to make changes with. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, if if United are behind, they are probably going to try and just target the end of that game just to make sure that Newcastle's uh, guys' legs they they tied and let's just try to yeah. run at them as much as possible. No, for sure, it bodes very well for this weekend's football. Uh, we've got a whole host of other games in between that have different permutations and stuff like that, but. I think those are two fixtures that we've previewed and I think it's the two biggest games. Um, gents, I just want to thank you guys for availing yourself again. Um, yeah, where can the peeps find you on the socials? I mean, every week we are doing this. So, yeah, where can they find you, Riaz? What's your at? What's your... I am uh, on Twitter at Parker underscore Riaz. I'm trying to tweet more nowadays as much as I okay. can bear to, I guess. And I also yeah. want to... Um, preface this or actually i didn't preface it i'm saying it after the fact but uh wasim i do apologize for predicting the 2-0 um i don't mean that i don't like newcastle i would prefer them to win the game but uh, you know legs at the end of the day did you say yeah. you don't like newcastle i i said i like newcastle oh, i want yeah. to win the game oh. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah if what about you where can the people find you so yeah you can see my handle is over here uh, at af parker 642 on all social media platforms um yeah give me a follow i talk about comic books movies series everything sports um yeah come come chat not for sure man for sure yeah i'm at jason underscore ronnie we are at sporty Ghost, both on x instagram tiktok um Guys, we have mentioned previously that we are getting up to the 50th episode. We are getting very close. And with that comes an amazing giveaway. Um, so just please watch the socials. Um, watch on all of them because we will be posting it there. It's very simple. Um, and yeah, there's a football jersey that's up for grabs. So please, we appreciate all the love. We appreciate all the subscriptions. We appreciate the comments, the likes. Um, yeah, so just thank you once again. Share this video comment um add your thoughts yeah, tell us what idiots we are. yeah please man <laughs> if you have to improve on anything then let us know and maybe we have you on the show as well and we can hear what your brilliant football takes are um so yeah thank you to the gents once again for availing and yeah it's been 343 tune in for the next one next week man cheers peace